Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends. Welcome to another beautiful day. I am so glad you're here today as we continue on this conversation that Paul was addressing with the church in Corinth about the resurrection of the dead, addressing that false belief that there is no resurrection of the dead, right? That this life is the end. That's all there is to it. And we talked in our last episode about how Christ, he brought life. He was the first one to truly be raised from the dead and you might be saying well what about lazarus well the truth is that lazarus he was like resuscitated right but christ he is the first one to actually beat sin right because of his innocent sacrifice sin didn't cause him to be separated from god and so with death death in sin comes separation from god and that is what Christ was raised from. He was not separated from God. Death could not hold him. And so he was the first one to be truly resurrected. And we talked about how he was going to destroy every enemy and destroy death. And today we're going to talk a little bit how, how Christ, he shows us perfect balance. And how we on this world, things can sometimes get mixed up. So let's go ahead and dive in. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 27, and I'm reading from the ESV. For God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when it says all things are put in subjection, it is plain that he is accepted who put all things in subjection under him. Now, this section we're going to be talking about and the one we're going to address tomorrow can be a little bit, I guess, confusing just in the way that things are worded, right? It's talking about God is saying that he's put all things in subjection underneath him. So he is then at the top. He is the head, going back to that imagery we've seen a couple times throughout this letter. But when it says all things are put in subjection, it is plain that he is accepted. And this word accepted, it threw me for a loop because we don't normally hear it like this, but it's the word accept. So like you go up and you say, I want all of this except that. So it's basically saying something is apart. Something is almost separated, if you will. And so they're saying that it is plain that he is accepted. He is a part who put all things in subjection under him. He goes on, when all things are subjected to him, then the son himself will also be subjected to him who put all things in subjection under him that God may be all in all. So we see that God, who all of that that is subject under him, he is separated, right? He's he's not in that. But we see also that Christ himself, the son, will also be subjected to him, will also be subjected to God the Father, who put all things in subjection under him, that God may be all in all. And I don't, I don't understand fully what this is saying. 
I don't understand every ramification that God will be all in all, but we know that he is all and he is above all. And we know that God, right, he's three persons in one, even when that is so confusing sometimes. But I love that that God shows us this beautiful balance. Because here on earth, we look at power and we think that power has to mean like being the one and only, the one on top of everything. But God, one of one of the people who three in one are God, is Christ. Right? And Christ willingly is subjected under the Father. And we saw that when Christ was on earth. When he would he would pray to the Father, he would talk to the Father, ask the Father for things. We think of the Garden of Gethsemane, may this cup be taken from me if it is your will, basically, right? And he is subjected under the Father and he did that willingly. But here, our culture, our world looks at power as saying you don't have to be subject to anyone. But here we see that you can balance respect and humility with power and authority in a beautiful way. Our God is so complex and it boggles my mind that a God who is that complex, who is that big, who is that amazing, would care enough to beat death for us. Right, because he, he didn't need to beat death himself. The son, Jesus, he chose to become a man. He willingly became a man. He willingly died so that we could live. And then in the end, he will willingly be subjected to God. That God may be all in all. Because our God is all in all. He is big, he is great, he is complex, and yet he chose you, my friend. And we're going to keep on talking about this and getting into kind of why do we even bother with baptism if there is no resurrection of the dead. So I'll see you tomorrow morning. One thing I forgot to say is that it's just so cool that our God doesn't ask anything of us that he himself doesn't do. Just like he asks us to be to be subjected to him and his authority, he himself <laughs> has been subjected to God the Father's authority. That's how much he loves us, that he actually goes before us. And we talked today a little bit about balance, how God illustrates perfect balance, a balance that we need to seek and pursue in our lives as well, because so often we swing from one extreme to the other, both of which are unhealthy. And if you want help, if you are ready to pursue balance in your life, balance that will allow you to live the purpose God has on your heart, but you're, you're just not sure how to stop that pendulum from swinging to the extremes, then I would invite you to check out the Faithfully Flourishing program. It's 90 days with, with three pillars, love, flourishing, and balance. So you can learn, you can have the tools to cultivate that balance in your life, to fully pursue your purpose without swinging from unhealthy to unhealthy, but finding that balance 
that God models and that he has for you. So if you're interested, head over to hesedheart.com slash 90, the number 90, and you'll find all the information there.